1: Good morning, beloved family. How are you doing? Um, How am I doing? Well, I'm doing well because God is on his throne. But um, what a tragic uh, result uh, of the elections. Utterly tragic. I'm not surprised. I'm truly not surprised. And if you, it's early for you, especially in California, it's only 7 a.m., and maybe you haven't stayed up late to see what was going on. I was up till over midnight following things, and um, maybe haven't looked at them this morning, had the opportunity, but I think our country is over. I think it's over. Uh, The Democrats have won. Largely, they have won. Let me straighten myself out here. Um, And um, it is, is simply because... I'm going to say straight out, not the only cause, but I think the major cause is that Catholics have failed God and society. I truly believe if Catholics live their faith, the society would be converted. We are to be in the world and not of it, and yet we are in the world and of it. It is very difficult the percentage of truly faithful Catholics who live their faith is extremely small, and I don't know what it is. But if you look at the world, you cannot tell a Catholic from a non-Catholic. You cannot. The dress is, is as mo- immodest across the board, whether it's young girls or women or mothers. Um, the stores are filled on Sundays. The restaurants are filled on Sundays after Mass. Um, we live like the world and um, I think we are, to whom much is given, much is required, and we have failed. We have failed God. We have failed in our vocation as a people. We Catholics, those who call themselves Catholics, have put the last bunch of presidents in office. We have done that. We have put abortion laws in place. We have done that. And you say, Mother, why are you coming down on us? My goodness, because we're God's people. The same way we come down on the Old Testament people who were chosen of God and became a stubborn, stiff-necked people. The Messiah came through them and spread salvation to the world because not of their faithfulness, but God's faithfulness. And yes, the church was founded on the Jewish people, there's no question, the apostles and prophets. But we are at fault. We are at fault. And the results of the um, uh, elections are utterly tragic. I think we're done as a country. Say, Mother, don't you have any hope? I mean, we'll spring back. I don't believe it. I don't think we'll ever spring back. I think it's over. I think, well, why are you so pessimistic? Because two and two is four. I think this was our last opportunity to show whether or not Um, Catholics or who call themselves Catholic uh, respond to our having been brought as a people so low to not have reversed the evil that we had an opportunity to do and we did not. We had an opportunity to get those that propose and put evil in place. We had the opportunity to get them out of office and we utterly failed. Few Republicans won different areas, we have failed. We have failed God, we have failed society, and I think our country is over. Is there no hope for Christianity, for the Catholic Church, for the world? Of course, there's always hope. The only time there would be no hope is if God didn't exist. As long as he exists, there is hope. And if we lose hope, it's a mortal sin. If we despair, because we are denying God, nothing's impossible with God. But I believe our country's over. Uh, if if this uh, situation in our country was not enough for people to, to bring them out of the pit, I don't know that going lower into the pit and having more clear uh, communism, totalitarianism that is already here and upon us, I don't think it's going to wake anyone up. So... Am I pessimistic? No, I'm optimistic. God is on his throne. It is his church he is building, not ours. The gates of hell will not prevail against it. He will lead it into all truth to the end of time. But as a country, I think it's over. I think it's over. And I think the evil that is blanketing the world, and particularly our country, is going to increase tenfold. Tenfold. Um, Whether the... uh, Elections were rigged, whether they had the true results, whether Satan was behind all of it, so that it was already determined who was going to be in office and who not. I have no idea. But I know that we have failed, God, and to live our faith and to be salt in the world, we have failed. So now, what have we to do? We have to live our faith, beloved. We cannot despair. We cannot turn from God, and we cannot continue to live as if as we have, meaning that we go to church on Sunday, we don't kill anybody, we don't steal, uh, and so we're Catholics. Absolutely not. Do you go to stores on Sunday? They should be closed. Do you go to restaurants on Sunday? They should be closed. Do we who are Catholic have a day of rest? It's for the entire world, not just for Catholics. Sunday is a day of wor- rest. It's a day of worship. Regardless of your faith, God has not willed multiple religions. Only one. That is the Hebrew people that came, that brought the Messiah into the world and brought Christianity to the four corners of the earth Catholicism, the full measure of Christianity. God will build his church, the gates of hell will not prevail against it it will last to the end of time. There's no question about that. But we need, still, if we are not selfish and self-centered, if we care at all for souls, we need to start living our faith. And if we care at all for the survival of the family and our family, we need to start living the faith. So, you know, I am going to invite everybody, just this hour, I'm not going to read anything, we're not going to go back to the catechism, Um, call in with anything on your heart of how to live the faith. If you're saying, well, we do this in our family, we do that, or my husband this, or my wife this, or my children this, I don't know how to counter that. I don't know how to live the faith within that. I invite you to call in, and together we'll strive for ways to live the faith because if you're catholic there's a way there's a way to be faithful to god there's a way you are not controlled by anybody but by god by no one but by god the toll free number to call is one eight seven seven five one one five four eight three. 511 5483 you can email at mother at the station of the cross.com. but you can call or text at toll free 877 511 5483 and I'm going to take your calls throughout this entire hour. Um I'm going to um well let me take Mark because he's already on the phone from California. Hi dear brother.
2: Hi good morning mother.
1: Good morning Mark.
2: I know you're sad. I'm sad too.
1: <laughs> I'm I'm not sad. I'm sick. So you could say sad of course. I'm sick at heart and grieved at the failure of Catholics to live their vocation, to be a witness in the world. That's what I'm just grieved, Mark. But go ahead, dear one.
2: The thing is, uh, I understand that Satan is the most persistent one to ruin us from our relationship with God and for the condemnation of mankind. I think he'll continuously work, but he'll lose that battle definitely. He'll be humiliated in the end. No what I am saying is I try to pray there even more because I know the devil will always be there. We must just remain steadfast and pray we can do some uh, things that we can control, and I think but our prayers will help us definitely.
1: We don't no understand
2: that the evil nature of the devil he will continuously. Try to ruin us. We must not mm-hmm. lose faith. That's all, Mother.
1: Oh, beautiful, Mark. Absolutely beautiful. And we must not lose faith. Um, we must not lose faith. Uh, and we need to keep the faith, but we also need to live the faith beyond what we've ever lived before. Um, you know, in, in the first century, the Jews were a force to deal with. Those that were converted, they were persecuted, they were beaten, they were killed. You knew who they were by their lives. You don't know who Catholics are today. If you stand outside a Catholic church on Sunday, you assume those are Catholics. But follow them during the week, the way they live, the way they dress, the choices they make. Um, it's, it's truly, truly disheartening. So I'm with you totally, Mark. Um, keep the faith, but live the faith. Um, It's not what we say that will change the world. It's what we do. It's how we live that will change the world. And again, to whom much is given, much is expected and required. There's the music for our first break, dear ones. Call in with anything on your heart during the break, during the program. I'm going to take your calls this entire hour. Um, And the toll-free number, one 877 511 5483 or email at mother at com. If you are um, strong as a Catholic parent and you would like to call in and give suggestions of what you're doing that are keeping your children Catholic, I also invite you to call in. We'll be right back.
3: The Catholic Current, bringing Christ to the world and the world to Christ. When you stop believing in the purpose of religion to be salvation, it basically becomes a game. And um, The people in charge determine the rules. And, uh, you know, the people now who are propagating all these errors are basically in the, in the false human happiness business. The Catholic Current, 5 p.m. Eastern, from the Station of the Cross and on the iCatholic Radio mobile app.
4: We are helping to bring the Catholic community together through our Catholic community events page. You can discover the details about a community calendar event that you've heard on the air. Just click on the events tab at thestationofthecross.com and find your local station. If your parish or Catholic organization has an upcoming event and you'd like to get the word out, you can submit it for consideration under the events tab as well at thestationofthecross.com.
5: This is Nathan Wigfield, Executive Director of the St. Thomas More House of Prayer, a Catholic retreat center in Cranberry, Pennsylvania, with the mission of praying and promoting the Liturgy of the Hours. The Catholic Church teaches that when we pray the Liturgy of the Hours, we join the prayer of Christ Himself. It is the perfect sacrifice of praise that extends every Eucharistic celebration into the hours of the day to sanctify time in the whole range of human activity. To learn more, please visit us or go to liturgyofthehours.org.
1: Um, I mentioned before the break that we are going to take calls the entire hour. Uh, The devastating election results from last night with Democrats taking over the country, in my mind, is the end of our country. Um, I'm not a pessimist. I am a realist, though, as far as I can tell. It's the end of our country. Um, It's not the end of Catholicism. It's not the end of our lives, But we're going to have persecution as we've never known before. We're going to see evil as has never been uh, in this country. Um, And I think we need to know now how to live our faith. We need to live our faith, which we have hardly done until now. Um, And so I'm inviting you to call in this entire program um, to uh, ask in your situation whatever it is, uh, however difficult, how you, live the f- how you can live the faith or how you can live it better. And maybe, again, you're uh, doing very, very well as a Catholic family. Your children are Catholic, regardless of their age. You might call in to give us some tips of what you've done. Um, we um, uh, have a call from Tico in North Carolina. Hi, Tico.
6: Hey, Mother. How are you?
1: I'm, I'm doing fine, dear one. Um, go ahead, sweetheart, with your question.
6: So, Mother, I have actually two quick questions, if that's, that's okay. That's fine. Uh, well, the first one, you know, considering last night and everything going on uh, in this country, and, I, and I'm going to try to find the right words on how to, how to ask this question, um, at what point does prayer alone not suffice? And what I mean by that is, I'm not talking about violence, I'm not talking about anything like that, but I'm talking about when do we create some sort of modern-day crusade and take not only our country back but our religion back, you know, where we stand up even to other Catholics who are wayward and uh, are just falling to the wayside, I'm sorry, and, and, and taking a liberal approach on everything. Because we're watching... Not just our country, but we're watching our faith crumble daily. Yeah. And we're just sitting here making social media posts or, you know, talking amongst ourselves. But when does iron sharpen iron? Brothers rally with brothers and say, you know what? It, it's time to fight back.
1: Well, I think the way you fight is what our Lord said truly being in the world and not of it that's how you fight countering the world that's how we fight we can get and there are resistance groups forming all over the country and the world there are resistance groups the church militant and michael matt of remnant tv and and uh, uh, archbishop vigano there are several resistance groups forming to fight this evil but I still think, Tico, if we walk through the world with, a, with an army of faithful Catholics, uh, it, it's not going to help save souls. I don't think so. It may help strengthen Catholics, indeed, but the world needs the gospel. And we love because he first loved us. I think truly the way to convert the world is, of course, resist evil, but simply live as if it's true. Counter the world. Your aim is not to counter the world. Just live for God, and you will counter the world. And you'll be a counter-witness. I don't think we need a crusade. I think we need Catholics to live their faith as if it is true and if it matters. And you're right, prayer is not enough. But prayer strengthens us, uh, prayer doesn't change things. God change thing, changes things as we pray. He works through our prayers to to change things. But we need to live the faith we pray for. That's those are my thoughts, Tico.
6: Amen, Mother. I agree with that. My second question, Mother, as a father of five, I have three grown daughters, but my twin boys are still um, in high school. And we used to homeschool them. We homeschooled them, and we homeschooled our our youngest daughter. And we did that for about four years, but you know, work and if I'm being completely honest, um mother, I don't I don't have uh the education needed to homeschool them as far as uh you know, in college or anything like That's that. False. So I, I I felt like um I felt like we were doing them sort of a disservice at at one point and so we ended up sending them back to school, but my wife and I are we hate it and we want to bring them back um but we just don't want to do them a, a disservice mother you know I tell you what, what, what?
1: To... how old are your girls now
6: my oldest is almost 30 um my other one's 25 and then my youngest one is 19
1: is the 19 one and 25 still at home
6: no only the 19 year old but she's off to uh she goes to St. Abby's um and uh, she's in the university.
1: So you are, you're talking about your twin boys? Yes, ma'am. Twin boys. And how old are they? School.
6: They're 14.
1: And you sent them to high school? Yes. Do you know of the high school, public school, do they teach sex ed? Are there other things going on there that will corrupt them?
6: It's a smaller charter school, and it's, mostly christian based for for the most part but there's a lot of secular things starting to open up there as well now um i believe they do teach sex ed and um i just found out with one of the boys uh last week that they actually opened up a a club for kids that identify as gay or bi
1: okay tico tico i'm gonna i i love your call because this is a warning to parents No parent, Tico, has a right under God to send their children to any public school, charter or not, and a Catholic school that's not truly Catholic. You have no right to do that because you have no right to corrupt them. And the fact that you may not be as educated... I know most parents don't feel as educated, and the fact that you don't wanna do your sons a disservice by not being a college level teacher yourself, you are doing them a tremendous disservice by sending them to into the world, into public school. They need you and your values at home more than they need a public education, including more than they need college, Tico. They need you, they need their mother, they need their father, They need Catholic values. Uh, If you feel you're going to do them a disservice because you're not that educated, to send them into the lion's den, to turn them over to Satan, which is what we do when we send them that to public schools, is a thousand times worse. God has not given parents children to make them intellectual giants or prepare them for the workplace. He's given parents children to prepare them for heaven, to make them saints. Nothing else matters. Forget what you're capable of doing, Tico. If you can read and write, you get a book, and all you have to do is go through it with your children. You don't even have to know it. Go through it with your children. Get good Catholic uh, Seton and... uh, um, Uh, Anne Catherine Seaton, I'm forgetting now, uh, Seaton program, uh, Victory Homeschool, a lot of good homeschooling programs. Get their high school curriculum. Bring your boys home and teach them and have them contribute to the work of the house. Um, Nothing is more important. You must save them by getting them out of that school. And for you to say... I, I think they might have Christ, uh, sex ed now, for you not to know that, for you not to be told by your children what's happening at school, rather than your knowing and approving it in advance, is completely opposite God's design. TQ, I'm being very strong with you. It's time to save the children, and to save the family, and to be Catholic
6: amen mother i I could not agree with you more i appreciate that mother and sometimes tough love is the best kind of love
1: it's it's not just tough love it's save it's living your vocation it they must get out of there now don't wait don't give any notice take them out today and do whatever you have to do to teach them at home no matter what it is have them mow the yard for a week. Have them clean windows. Have them plant food. Have them work the ground for a while until you get good books. Don't leave them in school one more day.
6: Yeah, and school is basically the only area of that, that we've, and I'll admit, we've, we've, failed. we've failed them in the last two or three years just by setting them back. But I mean, they, they serve in the Latin mass. We, we, we are very Catholic, Um, And it's just, it's the one thing, mother, that we... It's not, Tico. It's
1: not the one thing, sweetheart. It's the one thing you've done, but it speaks volumes on why you've done it to your children. It speaks volumes that you've turned them over to the world because of what you feel your lack is. That speaks volumes. It says to them, you are not under God to raise them. And if you can't feel don't, you're not adequate, you know there's secular stuff that is. It speaks volumes, Tico, that decision. We need to be able to explain to our children not just what we do, but why we do what we do. And if your answer to them is because we felt inadequate to teach you, that is abandoning your vocation and your children.
6: Wow. Thank you mother.
1: I can't tell you how serious it is, Tico. So God bless you. I'm glad they serve, but they you you have no idea how a 14-year-old is influenced by what he hears, especially 2-3 years. So I would do I would consider it a very drastic situation to change right away.
6: Okay. Thank you mother. Thank you very yeah. much. And I, and I can't wait to replay this for my wife later on tonight.
1: Okay, Tico. God bless you, sweetheart. Um, we have a call from Philip in Illinois. Uh, are you there, dear brother? Yes. Yeah. How are you doing, mother? Yeah, I'm doing terrible. well, my dear
3: this is, one. This is a process that's been going on since the late 50s. You have first of Bilderberg, the World Economic Forum. You have people like BlackRock who have interest in all the media companies. People depend... But what most people most people don't realize, the mainstream media is feeding them things that are to the interest of the multi billionaires. They don't investigate other alternate media sources like the Epic Times or redacted with Clayton Morris influence. I mean, this influence of Masonic watches and World Economic Forum and the Globalists, this has been plotted. To- influence people in the universities, all the universities are a lot The Conservatives are booted
1: out of the uh, uh, universities. So Philip, there's just, the music for, for our a half hour break, sweetheart. You're a thousand percent right, and someone once said that the uh, Satan's minions always do the work of their father. This has been going on for hundreds of years, really since the Garden of Eden, and um, uh, for, um, Catholics, to buy into this, to be influenced by it, to lose their power, to think, uh, is tremendously tragic. God bless you. And anyone else, feel free to call in with anything on your heart, toll free, one 511 We'll be right back to take your calls. This is
7: Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for November 9th. Today we celebrate the dedication of St. John Lateran Basilica. If asked the name of the Pope's main church, you might be tempted to respond St. Peter's Basilica. Actually, it's the Basilica of St. John Lateran, the cathedral of the Diocese of Rome, where the Bishop of Rome presides. As such, this church is the spiritual home or mother church of all Roman Catholics. Today's feast recalls the original dedication of the Basilica in 324, when the Emperor Constantine donated land he had received from the wealthy Lateran family to the church. The first structure built there, and its successors, suffered fire, earthquake, and the ravages of war. Still, St. John Lateran remained the church where popes were consecrated until the 14th century, when the church building and the adjoining papal palace lay in ruins. The present structure was commissioned in 1646. One of Rome's four major basilicas and most imposing churches, St. John's has a towering facade crowned with 15 colossal statues of Christ, John the Baptist, John the Evangelist, and 12 doctors of the church. Beneath its high altar rests the remains of the small wooden table on which tradition says St. Peter celebrated Mass. There's more about the saints along with inspiration and Catholic resources at our website, saintoftheday.org. From Franciscan Media, this has been Saint of the Day.
3: I turned from a recreational drug user to a drug addict. That took me to my knees. I lost a family, almost two families. I lost friends. Now that I'm back in the Catholic Church, I'm a new person. I love it. I love it. My heart's there. I took communion after 18 years, and I the rest of the mass I sat and cried. God restored my life. God restored my family. God restored my love.
5: If you've been away from the Catholic Church for any reason, visit CatholicsComeHome.org today.
1: half hour together and i'm i'm thrilled to be with you and um i have i'm inviting you this entire uh half hour that we have left to call in with anything on your heart um we have been talking about the results the tragic but not to me surprising results of the election last night um and the elections throughout the country. Uh, What I have said is that it's not that I don't have hope. I have hope because God is on his throne. He allows us to sin. He allows us to turn from him. He allows us to fail in our vocation. Um, But I think our country is over. It's absolutely over. The amount of evil that has already taken over us and that now we Catholics have given The freedom to those in office to impose tremendous evil on us, to come and take our children out of our homes, to do a thousand things. Um, Abortion has won throughout the country. Baby killing is going to be the law of the day. Uh, We have done a horrible thing. And I say we. Truly, Catholics are at the core of this. If those who claim to be Catholic lived their faith, we would never have a Biden or Pelosi in office. We never have all the other so-called Catholics that use the name and yet are under the control of the devil. We would never have that. Um, And so um, uh, I have invited you this whole hour to call in um, with, yes, anything on your heart, uh, but primarily how we live. If you have a family and you're struggling, maybe one of you believes in the other doesn't. Maybe you have failed in raising your children. They're still young enough and you want to reverse it. I don't know what. And maybe you've done extremely well, and your example uh, and your manner of teaching and raising your children could be a help to others. I invite you to call in. Toll-free 1-877-511-5483. Um, We have Dennis from Niagara Falls on the line. Uh, Hi, Dennis.
8: How are you? I'm so happy to talk with you.
1: I want you to know
8: that I went to Catholic grade school, Catholic University, and I have a degree in uh, natural science, and I have a master's in both pastoral studies and in mental health, and I certainly know who Chad Rippinger is.
1: But of course, I would Father like Chad Ripperger. That... Father Chad, don't just say a name of a priest without using his title.
8: Well, I don't with Catholics, but with other people. Well, let me let me go on. I think no, what no, no, you no, do,
1: no, 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 no. Hold on, Dennis. Speak as a Catholic with respect, always, always. Don't when you say you don't with Catholics, but with other. No, no, no. With everybody. What we do, how we live, no matter the circumstance, must be true and consistent.
8: All right. I'm sure you can give me some good advice here because what I'm interested in, I am so excited because there's so much that goes on with the web and Internet and all that stuff now. And I've never been out there publicly. I talked computers when they first came out when the only computer they sold was the Apple. Well, it's all changed so much by now. And what we need is someone to go full time build a website, have call-in, have, um, you know, videos, and talk about natural law. I mean, I didn't know this when I was a kid. We learned it the first thing in the catechism. it said, what's your purpose on earth? The ends of man, what you talk about. And we need someone to just say, you may not know religion. You may have never heard this. Like my friends always say, we lost three generations because we dropped the catechism that people would memorize. That's right. That's right. And so, That's right. I'm very interested in starting up a podcast or a webpage web page where I can get call in, where I can do video and tell people about the natural law. It's all based on logic. It's reason.
1: It's I mean, also it, scripture.
8: Yes, Paul, and we could, we, but if you want to say to people, well, we want to teach you what's right and wrong, you need to follow the Ten Commandments, and you know the people uncatechized are going to turn their head and say, well, that's religion.
1: And well, I tell you, as you know, Dennis... All the commandments are is the natural law written in our heart, written on stone and paper now. Every law that God has given, we say the Ten Commandments. If you read Exodus chapter 20, from which they come, there's more than 10. It's at least 14. And there's three versions of the Ten Commandments, the Jewish, the Protestant, and the Catholic. But all that is in those commandments, God has put in our heart, in the heart of every single person he created. That's the conscience. No one needs to know religion. No one needs to know the Ten Commandments or the Catholic Church because they have a conscience. God has built it within them. To the Romans, Paul wrote this. He describes the Gentiles... Because the Jews were saying, we have the law, we have the oracles, you know, happy for us. And he says, don't, no, 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 no. He says, the Gentiles who don't have the law, yet who do by nature what the law requires, saying that they prove what the law requires is written on their hearts, while their conscience also bears witness, and their conflicting thoughts accuse, or perhaps excuse them before God. So there are a lot of people in this world who live the natural law because they live the law of god within their hearts and those who have the 10 commandments and the law of god uh, abandon them so uh, there's not a soul alive who does not have and know the natural law by his conscience not a soul if he's never known a single commandment
8: He's a scientific he's got it. now that was 300 years ago was different and if you say natural a lot of people the the scientists will say, well, I understand the natural law because we look through the instruments and measure. And the philosophers will say, well, we know the natural law. We know law that. I don't, want
1: to take the, I don't want to take up our time on this, Dennis. I, I know what the others say. We We all know what they say. But the only thing that's important is not to talk about what others say is wrong or false but to talk about what's true because as you say people do not understand it so we need not to fight them but to talk and teach and if god enables you to start a podcast teaching the natural law blessed be his name okay dear one we're going to go to another call now uh, tracy in arizona are you there tracy
4: i am good morning mother
1: oh good morning sweetheart
4: uh, my question is, um, my husband and I have been married a little over 20 years. Um, we've got four kiddos, and, and by the grace of God, all are, are still Catholic, even the older ones. Um, we're going to a Latin Mass now. We started about six months ago, and things are, are good. Um, the big area, though, of our marriage that I need help on is my husband is very docile. He always has been, and he, while he wants to lead the family, it seems to be that he allows me to find the information, to tell him the information before he actually will step up and lead.
1: So I just wanted to see
4: if there's any recommendations.
1: Give me an example, uh, Tracy, of the information he wants you to find uh, to tell him before he can step up and lead. Give me an example.
4: For instance, our teenage son wanted to work um, at his lifeguard job on Sunday. I did not agree with that, um, but... You know, so I went and did the research and of course come to your shows and and read the catechism and and I have to essentially educate him and then he will make the decision.
1: And Um, what decision did he make?
4: He told him that he should not be.
1: Excellent. Okay, Tracy, don't worry about that. Okay. If you are stronger in your faith or if you know more than your husband and you're more prone to do the research, don't worry about that. Don't put it in your husband's face. Just do it. Uh, Don't talk about it. Don't say, okay, I'll look it up and show you. I'll prove it to you. Don't do any of that. Look it up privately, and then you can talk to him in love and say, sweetheart, the reason that I'm against his working uh, on Sunday is because God has given us Sunday as a day of rest and worship and not to work um, and so that's that's my point and if you find it in the catechism you could you could say to him if, if he disagrees you could say would it help if if I were able to bring it up to you and I in the catechism of the scripture something like that be kind be submissive and um, and if he says, okay, I, I got it now, I'll tell our son not to work, blessed be God's name. Don't be controlling, don't be forceful, don't put expectations on your husband. You be the best, loving, gentle wife you can be. And if God has given you a heart and a head to know more, to look into these things more, don't use it against your husband and don't, don't show him, you know, all he has to do is go to the catechism. Don't do that. Thank God that he's given you the heart and the head he has. Do the research out of your husband's view and speak to him kindly and gently. And the fact that he has agreed is fantastic. Show your husband that you need him. He'll never step up to the plate as the head of the family unless you are kind and submissive and respectful and show him that you expect nothing from him because he's your knight and shining army armor um if you treat him that way he will become that
4: okay that makes that thank you so much mother
1: okay tracy god bless you um robert in michigan hi dear one
3: uh yes good morning mother good morning Um, yeah i just wanted to say we had a kind of a Big disappointment here with this proposal three that, like you said, enshrined abortion now
1: in the constitution. Horrible. Horrible.
3: I mean, we we prayed, we fasted, we put out flyers. I mean, but I suspect not everybody participated, and not all the churches prayed against it. Some churches did a wonderful job, like Bishop Boyer in Lansing. He had this program called "Fight Like Heaven," and not everyone participated, though. So. But anyhow, I was going to say that um, I really think the root cause of our whole culture of death is really the rebellion against humane Vitae. And I think this whole synod on, on synodality, or really what is more the synod on suicide, is really the, the rebellion against humane Vitae come to full term. I think that's exactly what the root cause of it is.
1: Well, I, I but, think the root cause is why humane Vitae was rebelled against. Why was it rebelled against? We are against God. We are not for life. We want what we want at any cost. That's why they rebelled against bishops, against Humane Vitae. So, that continues. But, why the rebellion against Humane Vitae? It was shocking.
3: Yeah, so what I do is, Father Gobe, years ago, um, people asked him what they could do to save the children. He said that what we need to do is when we pray the rosary say with this rosary i bind all my children to the immaculate heart of mary and that mary would see to their souls and i've been doing it for 20 years and well my children aren't perfect they haven't gotten into a lot of bad things so how
1: I think old you are need your children spiritual warfare how old Twenty,
3: twenty-nine 29 and 27
1: are they on their own one,
3: they are one's engaged and one's in hollywood Um, which is not a great place.
1: Is the one engaged engaged to a Catholic?
3: Yes, and they are going to be getting married in the church. Um, I mean, they didn't really... I mean, they kind of... I I insisted that they get married in the church, but I think they're going to come around to it. Um, And I think they've already decided to and made the plans, but...
1: Yeah, but you shouldn't have had to insist. You shouldn't have had to insist, Robert, if they were doing well wild horses couldn't have stopped them from marrying in the church and i don't know what your son in hollywood is doing but here's what i'm saying this is my point the fact that you've prayed that prayer and bound your children is good but it's no insurance against the devil if you don't live the faith at home totally uh it, it's no insurance dear one I, I i'm grateful for your call, Robert. Um, We need to live a drastic Catholic life as never before, or we will be taken in by the evil that is surely coming upon us. We'll be right back after the break, beloved. beloved this is mother miriam how would you like to wake up each morning to inspiring sermons from knowledgeable and faith-filled priests you can tune in to sermons for everyday living every day at 6 a.m eastern on the station of the cross you can listen on the StationoftheCross.com or anytime on the free iCatholic radio mobile app god bless you
5: Hello, this is Steve Gleason with your one-minute tool for Catholic evangelism. Here's the question for your non-Catholic friend. If Jesus brought two of the greatest Old Testament saints to meet with three of the greatest New Testament saints at the Mount of Transfiguration, can you say with any assurance that they were not alive, aware, and able to communicate? So here's your three best friendship tools for Catholic evangelism. Number one, the Bible. Luke 9 says, quote, two men, Moses and Elijah, appeared in glorious splendor talking with Jesus. Did you catch that? They were talking with Jesus. That means they have cognitive capability secondly heavenly friends those in heaven long for your prayer requests their intercession far exceeds your best friend's prayers here on earth sorry to say that and thirdly a pesky comeback well oral roberts university has the prayer tower tbn has a prayer department your home church probably has a prayer hotline well guess what heaven has a on demand pure unselfish prayer warriors known as the great cloud of witnesses they're waiting on you The Station
9: of the Cross is listener-funded, and we value your ongoing generosity. In this fast-paced world, it's easy to let your recurring donation slip due to something like a new address or a card number change. If you suspect that we might not have your up-to-date donor information, you can check with us during regular business hours at 1-877-888-6279, extension 104, or anytime online at thestationofthecross.com.
1: To Mother Miriam Live. This is our last segment. We have 10 minutes. Our uh, lines are open. Still time for you to call in toll free or text 1 5483. Email at mother at the station of the uh, We don't have a caller on the line at the moment, so feel free to call in if you, if you wish. Um, you know, I have a common denominator in all the calls we've received this morning. Um, you know, I don't want to discourage people. I don't want to put you down, because I believe every single one is doing the best they know how. I believe that. I believe uh, everyone is people of goodwill. But I want to say we must do better. We must do better. Everyone who is called in with some issue of children or, or spouse or whatever, schools has an excuse, well, my husband this, or my children this, or this this, or this this, so I'm, no. To live the Catholic faith, you need to start being a heroic saint today, this minute. You need to live without compromise. You need to raise your children without compromise. You are um, given a vocation to get your children. They're not your children. They're God's children. And he's given you the stewardship of raising them to get them to heaven. Don't turn them over to the world. Don't compromise to be popular with your children so that they'll think you're cool or their friends will think you're cool. Live before God. If they rebel, they rebel. But you've done your job before God. And speak the truth in love but speak the truth. I had an email yesterday, I won't give her name because she didn't put it on the air, um, from a woman who um, t- said she was away from the family on Sunday uh, and she uh, came home and her husband is kind of a lax Catholic, not lapsed, but lax, he goes to church Sunday on and off, and she has a 15-year-old son at home, and when she came home, she asked the 15-year-old if he went to church on Sunday. He said, no. Um, She said, well, why didn't you ask your dad to drive you? And he said, well, I I forgot about it. And I answered her with two things. Number one, if he truly, uh, if the faith was his, the 15-year-old, not yours, but his, You don't forget about church on Sunday. And then I said to her, secondly, why were you not home on Sunday? And she emailed me back because there's two other children, one running a marathon and one uh, going to a sports game. And so they had to split up to go to their children's games. And I wrote her back and I said, that is not of God. It is not of God for children to be in marathons and sports games on Sunday, uh, it is for the family to be together. It is not God's design for Sunday. It is not God's design for the family. And I know, I haven't heard back from her. She's probably angry. I don't know. No clue that that is not God's design. I'll tell you, beloved, you can keep living the way you are, make tiny little changes, but you're going to need drastic changes, an uncompromising life to survive in the evil that's coming upon us and to get to heaven because you will be accountable for your children not the schools not the church but parents are the ones that have that stewardship um we have a, a call from freddie in boston hi freddie
9: good morning mother miriam um, good morning the of jesus christ be with you and the thank holy you. spirit always with you thank you um I have the opportunity to talk to you today, mother, um, and give you thanks for speaking up the truth. Um, uh, nowadays, um, I just want to comment on, uh, being a father of four, um, uh, started from one year old to 10 year old. Um, my kids are being homeschooled, but an amazing uh, God has given me the opportunity to work so that my wife can fully commit to our kids and myself as well. When I get, uh, out from home from from work to go to home um and i just i just want to give you uh thanks mother miriam and and especially god because of the encouragement that uh that you give us uh you know being in in difficult times i know that not every parent uh can do it uh but by the grace of god he always provides a way for us to move and and do his holy will um my question is, um, you know, as probably you heard, um, uh, we now have a lesbian governor here in, in Massachusetts, which is really, um, uh, mm-hmm. devastating. Um, my question is my, all my kids, we've been tried, we've, we've tried to keep them pure and not corrupt them. Uh, with all this ideology, uh, of, you know, um, uh, LGBTQ and, and all that craziness. Um, I just wanted to ask you, when would you think would be the, the best time to explain to my children, especially my 10-year-old, about you know, we always equate them about the scriptures that God made uh, men and women. Um, and he's going to start having questions about it. Um, how will you introduce those Delicate themes into his mind and his life.
1: How, how, he's going to start having questions about what, Freddie?
9: About, um, you know, when he sees stuff on, on the street, uh, when they see, uh, men dressing as a woman and, see uh, that.
1: how do they see that?
9: Oh, when they start asking questions, um, you know, we always try to, uh, keep them, uh, as I said, uh, I don't know, it's just the fact that... Um, see, what
1: I'm asking you, Freddie, because we're almost at the end of the program, how do your children uh, receive those evil influences? What would be the circumstances where they would see uh, those things?
9: Yeah, because, um, for, for example, we go to a chiropractor, and there is a, a person there, um, and they come in contact like, with these people. Um, I, I, I we have to teach them to to love the person, not the sin and um, um uh,
1: number one, if you can is someone works there who is that uh, homosexual or or such someone who works there yeah change chiropractors okay easy you you yeah. know um I, I may have said this uh recently. I once took a class in in Protestant seminary before I was Catholic on the philosophical foundations of the family. This particular instructor believed, uh, it's not everybody's opinion, but he believed that a child at the age of 10, what he sees, how he is affected by the world will determine his outlook on life pretty much for the rest of his life. Such as, let's say, if someone grew up in the Depression and they didn't have food, they could, as an uh, an adult, they could be a billionaire and they'll hold on to every penny because that's the sense they have. Your son does not understand the politics and and, uh, economics, everything going on in the world, but he's nonetheless affected by it, even if he doesn't know it. So uh, you can begin to expose him if you want, but I would do everything to not if if you 're exposed, if he asks questions, you just simply ask him you just as you already have. God has not made this. He has made a man to be a man, a woman to be a woman, woman, but people that are away from God have distorted god 's design, and they do all kinds of things. God loves them as you said, he hates the sin, but loves the sinner that 's a fine answer. But I wouldn't go to a chiropractor with a homosexual or anyone else if you could find another chiropractor. The chiropractor that you're going to is hiring that person. Uh, he doesn't have your values. If I can go someplace else, I would. If you can't, um, go on that person's day off, or you'll have to deal with it by explaining to your son.
9: Okay, Mother Mary, thank you very much, and God All bless right.
1: you. You too, Freddie. God bless you. Marrell. I'm sorry we couldn't get to you. Uh, yes, you should have a ready, wedding ring. I see the question. Um, we'll be with you all tomorrow. God bless you.